going to the country, gonna eat a lot of Please, Messiah, can't the Lord give us something else? And he's like, no, eat the fucking peaches. Oh, that's not even what I was thinking. Meet Tom and Allie Cat. They're cats. Like literal cats. They're also best friends. Who cares about that motherfucker when you've got the adventures of Tom and Alley Cat who will do everything in their power to protect their sweet cat lady from heartbreak again. Even if it means going on the land. Hold on to your ear holes, pussycats. The podcasters are up to something. What's up, pussies? I'm Tom Cat. And I'm Alley Cat. And you're listening to... Adventures of Tom and Allie Podcasters. This is a podcast by cats. For cats. And sometimes dogs, if they're lucky. Because here's the thing, deep down. We love, love, love those little bitches. We do, but you know what? There's one bitch above all. She's the HBIC. Maggie! Maggie! Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Hi, friends. Hi, Maggie. Hello. How are you today? Oh, I am good. I'm very are good. You, are you good or are you the goodest? Well, that's a great question, Allie. I think that I am the goodest. I tend to agree. How are you? I am the bestest. <laughs> What about you, Tom? What are you? I am. Oh, I'm trying to pick a superlative. I am. Fiercest. You're the fiercest. Uh, I am the. Is there a word for most ferocious? The ferociousest? Ferocious. I mean, I just said it. You're the fiercest, but. Close enough. If you want to try to find fancier words than your best friend whose favorite book is the dictionary, go right ahead. Like, fine, fine, fine. I'm the fiercest. Yes, you are. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, darlings, there's something that I've been wondering for a while, y'all. Mm-hmm. Given, given the dire situation our world is in right now, if things go south... Do you think we'd be okay? And do you know what I mean by things going south? Like for the winter? Mm, no, we're not talking about winter Texans, although those should be their whole own podcast episode one day. No, going south is in getting real shitty. Have you ever heard that expression? Things oh, go south? Like after Chipotle? <laughs> And it all comes out the south end? Sure. Yes. Yes. If we ate Chipotle, I'm sure that's what would happen. Yeah. 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 So what do y'all think? Do y'all think if the world suddenly imploded or exploded, do you think we'd be okay? Or maybe not? If the world exploded, probably not. Do you mean in a metaphorical <laughs> sense? Yes. That would, I, oh, I don't know. You know I mean, what I mean? We, like, I mean, we made it on our own for a while. We could maybe he, do it again. 
I don't yeah. I don't know. Maggie Maggie's a big softie. I don't know how good she'd be at hunting. Oh well friends, I hate to break it to you this way. Um but I I have done some things. Um I I killed a squirrel once. <gasps> I know. What? I know. Like on, on on purpose? Well, did you watch been... the life like pour out of its little eyes? Well, no, because the goddess yelled at me and I dropped it, but I had already shook it pretty hard <gasps> and it it did not make it. What over really? Is that Charles again? I think Charles is messing with with the cat lady's printer. I don't know what's going on, but out of nowhere, it's just suddenly turned itself on. Um, it happens all the time. I don't. Yeah, that's pretty shady. I think I think Charles worked in an office in his in his life, and so he's just like, I gotta make copies and send the invoices. I don't know, but so you you killed the squirrel. Did did the, did, did the squirrel have it coming? Well, you see, and the goddess felt really bad about this because the squirrels have been tearing up her sunflower plants and like ripping the heads of them off and then just leaving them like they didn't even like take them away or eat them or do anything. They just ripped the heads off. That's some pretty squirrely behavior. It was, Allie, it was. Thank you for saying that. And so one day, the goddess let me out, thinking I would just chase them, and I would just scare them. But I caught one. And I shrug it. And then she cried for like two days. I bet it felt real good, though, didn't it? I'm not gonna lie, Allie. It it, it kind of... um, uh, I didn't even know what I was doing because mm-hmm. I'd never done that with like toys before. Mm-hmm. I do it now with toys because mm-hmm. I realized kicking in. it was fun. But yes, Ma'am, it was it, the instinct. Look at you with your bad self. Yes. So while it is not my favorite thing, I think that if I had to, I could do it because I have. Also, me and the goddess, we like to go camping and on adventures and live out in the woods like there is no society. So I think that we would maybe be okay because we already kind of do it just for fun. Okay. I could see that. So maybe. Yeah. It sounds like so much fun. Have y'all seen, have y'all seen the video of the woman pushing the bear off of her balcony? No. Yes. She's she's like got this like like balcony or like porch area, and her dogs are like there's like a bear and the bear like it's like a mama. There's some cubs. Yeah. The mama bear's climbing over, and the dogs are running up and like barking at it, and she sees it, and she runs up and just straight up shoves it off the ledge. It's amazing. It is pretty amazing. But she was like, "Get in the house! Get in the house!" Not today, not my babies. I mean. 
I think I think you all know how I feel about bears after watching Grizzly Man. So I don't know if I could watch that video and be okay because I really, really, really hate bears. Like even teddy bears just give me the heebie-jeebies now. Thanks, Werner Herzog, you ass. But I digress. So I have a question. Yes. I thought it might be fun to revisit our favorite quiz source online and hit up BuzzFeed and, and see how the three of us might fare if we were to end up in an apocalypse. Ooh. Yeah. So I sent you the link. I figured we could give it a shot. What do you say? Okay. So question number one, and, you know, we can each make our own choices. Question number one. Some hard hitting questions right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So how will society as we know it collapse? And the options are climate change causing international famine, nuclear war, a super volcano destroying half the world and sending the rest into a volcanic winter, or zombie outbreak. Wow. Are we each choosing our own or are we doing this as a, as a unit? Oh, I say we each choose our own and the winner gets treats. (laughs) Are there any winners in this scenario? Well, I guess if we make it out alive. Yeah, obviously. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What are you thinking, Maggie? I think it's got to be the zombies. I kind of thought... I kind of thought that was going to happen this past year, yeah. um, but we didn't get zombies. We just got pandemic. Something really close to it. I mean, I'm so glad we didn't get zombies. Tom, what would what what is your guess? So, Cat Lady has this friend who lives up in the Pacific Northwest, and she was saying the other day that he's always like in the back of his head. He's worried about Mount St. Helens blowing up. Mm-hmm. I think the super volcano destroying half the world and sending the rest into a volcanic winter is festive, to say the least. So that's your option? Yes. That is a new fear for me. That is a oh, new one. And it makes it, me very nervous. It happened. Don't be scared. It's fine. It's fine. It, it won't. Okay. Fine. Hold on. Can we go off on a tangent? Because I have a really cool factoid to share with y'all. Of course. So... I don't know if you know this, but the author of one of the great works of all time, Frankenstein, was a teenage girl. Yeah. And she was a badass. Uh, She wrote Frankenstein in the midst of like huge upheaval because there had been this massive volcanic eruption the year before and it made it like this like weird year without a summer um and it was like dark and rainy all over the place and just like crazy weather and totally out of season and she and her buddies were holed up at this 
castle or whatnot in the middle of all these storms. And that's when they decided to have a contest writing different stories. And she came up with Frankenstein because she's a badass. But yeah, it was halfway inspired by volcanic winter as a result of a massive eruption. But my choice would be climate change causing international famine because, uh, you know. All right. What will be the first thing you do when you find out that a disaster has happened? Abandon the city, fill the bathtub with water, loot the shops, or secure all the windows and doors in my house. I, I don't. Why would you fill the bathtub up with water? Just so like you, so you like have water. Is that? Yeah. Don't you remember cat lady did that during snow vid this year? And I didn't realize. And I hopped up on the ledge and fell in and then ran around the house like a asshole. And I know she was trying to comfort me and dry me and get me with a towel and blanket, but I was so embarrassed. I can't believe I brought that up again. Anyway, change the subject. Uh, what would you choose? Um, I'm gonna need some stuff to hold down the fort, so I'm gonna loot some shit. I'm gonna loot. I'm gonna go looting. Of course you are. Why am I not surprised? Mm, hello. What about you, Maggie? Well, that was my inclination as well, but if we're going for different things. Then I think I would have to go with abandoned the city. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of shenanigans and a lot of stupidity, and I don't want to be around it. So I will take my stuff and leave. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think I would start out by securing all the windows and doors in my house, immediately followed by filling the bathtub with water. And then maybe leave the city. But I want to have a good plan all right pick a loyal companion a robot a husky your partner or a wise stranger you meet along your travels don't trust a stranger thank you it's always the crazy stranger who's going to stab you in the back i've watched enough survivor movies and tv shows they are never up to any good like, did you see War of the Worlds? That weird guy, and Tom Cruise had to kill him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. don't just a stranger, no matter how wise they seem, because they're probably out to get you. Correct. In the, in the apocalypse. So cynical, and I love it. I mean, so what do you pick? I would be sad if Maggie wasn't there, but I wouldn't want to replace her with another dog. In place of a husky, can I choose a husky? But like mean that I actually just want it to be Maggie? Is that a thing? Can I choose a husky in place of, like, my favorite doggo? I think that's fair. Okay. I mean, yeah. And if that's your answer, then that's my answer, too. Because, like, what would we do without Maggie? That's that's so sweet. And we know that she'll bring squirrels for dinner. So it's it's fine. true. Squirrels for everybody. (laughs) And... I think that we would need someone to cook the squirrels 
So I would bring my partner, who is the goddess. <laughs> and then she can cook us all the squirrels that I catch. Good idea. Nice. All right. Now, apart from squirrels, pick some food to take with you. A bag of rice, tins of canned peaches, bread, or a pizza. Make a choice. Are you taking a bag of rice, tins of canned peaches for lots of gastrointestinal fun, bread, or a pizza? I feel like none of these are optimal, though. Because, like, I mean, well, the, the peaches... Are they non-perishable? Like peaches in a can, how long will they keep? You know what I mean? Everything else. Forever. Well. Forever. Such a good movie. So like the bread and the pizza will go bad Mm -hmm. after a certain amount of time. The rice will last, but you gotta like, you gotta have like water and fire to cook said rice. Peaches Mm -hmm. can last like. I don't have a can opener. I can't work a can opener. So none of these are super optimal. You have claws, boo. They ain't that's they ain't that sharp. So I guess I'll go with the peaches for you know reasons. What about y'all? I think that I would start out with pizza and then once that was done, I will get on squirrel duty. Good idea. Thanks, Maggie. No. I'm gonna go with a bag of rice. Because it's like it's transportable and when you cook it, it gets way bigger. So you have more food in a smaller amount of space, if that makes sense. That is very true. All right, y'all. Pick a weapon. A gun with five bullets, a single grenade, a blunt axe, or no weapons, thanks. Hmm. I mean, what are you going to do with five bullets? Come on. You would have to use them very sparingly. That is true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a blunt axe. That's a very cool. You would look so cool with an axe, Allie. <clears throat> Thank you, Maggie. So would you. Thank you. So what are y'all choosing? Mm. For practicality, I I guess the, the axe as well, right? Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's a good call. I mean, yeah. we do have our claws and our fangs yes. and our fierce survival skills, but yeah, I, I don't think an axe, even a blunt one, would hurt having. So I think I do not really like weapons very much, and I don't like mm-hmm. guns, but I think it would be smart to have something. So I think. I will just have a single grenade. And if it hits the fan, kaboom. (laughs) That's valid. Can you say kaboom again, really dramatically? Kaboom. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right. Choose somewhere to hide. A penthouse apartment, an abandoned shopping center, an old cinema, or a remote country cottage. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. There's so many pros and cons of each, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that. 
I heard once that the best place to be in a zombie apocalypse is a Costco. Oh. Because the walls are concrete. Uh-huh. You have food to last you a long, long time. Uh-huh. And the zombies can't get in without a Costco membership card. Those are all valid points, Tom. But you forget that there will also be humans there. And humans fuck things up because human nature to be assholes. So, like, you wouldn't have to worry about what's outside so much as what's inside. Right? This is true. This is true. Oh. Um, you, know, you know, if we're going for variety... I'd say the shopping center because you know because it's like you know what I'm tired of staying in the Claire's. I'm gonna go down to the Spencer's and that's you know change the scenery. Mm. Get bored. What do you think? I think I would have to go with uh, my previous answer of leaving the city and getting out of town and going to a remote country cottage. Nice. I mean, that picture is a very charming picture as well. And I'm sure that there's, you know, a lot around to kind of support. I'm kind of torn between a remote country cottage and the old cinema. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's probably a lot that you could do with the things inside the old cinema to make life easier and and better chances of survival. So just for grins and giggles, since you're going with the cottage, I'll go with cinema. All right. Next question. You come across another party, which includes a pregnant woman. They're hungry and ask you to share your food. What do you do? Eat the baby. No, sorry. Pregnant. The baby's not born yet. And just FYI, Tom, we are in Texas And all babies are precious, even at six weeks after conception, despite the fact that most women don't even know that they're pregnant at that time. Don't you know that our fearless leader, Governor Abhol, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't even say this seriously. (laughs) Men need to stop trying to regulate women's bodies. I feel very strongly about this, and I'm just a cat, but... (laughs) There are a lot of women in my life that I care about and a lot of people who I care about whose lives are affected by the women in their lives. So right. fuck all y'all. Anyway, so what do you do? Tell them to get their own food, give food, but only to the pregnant woman. Don't give your food, but help them scavenge for some or give them half your food. What do y'all think? Hmm. What a moral conundrum. Oh, yeah. It really is. Well, I say I'm not going to give them my food, but I am going to help them scavenge for some. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for life, right? If you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach him to fish, you feed him for life. Something like that. I think it helps to have other things as well. But, you know. It is easier. To learn how to fish when you have a full stomach, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a happy medium, I suppose. So what option do y'all pick? 
I'd be like, oh no, I don't have any. Let's go get some together. And I'd help them scavenge. Ooh. That's sneaky, but I like it. What about you, Maggie? I've been saving those peaches for a while. (laughs) I am struggling because Doggo always wants to help. But also, it is the apocalypse. And you got to look out for yourself. I think I would tell them to get their own food. Ooh, Maggie. (laughs) I love it. Though I would also be rolling in squirrels, so maybe give them half of my food? Mm -hmm. But also, I gotta take care of my own. Oh, y'all have really changed me. (laughs) Thank you. Tell them to get their own food. Oh. (laughs) All right, all right. Pick a survival skill to have. Wait, Knowledge of... Did you pick one? Oh, yeah, I, yeah I, I said mine first. I'm not giving them my food, but I'm helping them scavenge for some. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. But I wasn't tricksy like you and pretending that I didn't have any food, which I wish I had thought of because that's that's pretty good. You just call me a tricksy? Wow. I meant it as the highest form of compliment. Be, being deceitful in nature? Is that what a tricksy is? Yeah. You're welcome. Take it. Okay, cool. Okay. Pick a survival skill to have. Knowledge of medicinal herbs, programming, engineering, or great physical strength. Hold the phone. Hold the (laughs) phone. What in the hell is programming? Hey, guys, I don't know how to, like, cook or scavenge or any like medicinal or medical knowledge but like i can code but get out of here get lost no one needs your programming skill hey i know i have no useful skills but i can sing opera would that help no it wouldn't fucking help get a real skill you dummy okay but we don't know what kind of apocalypse this is it could be some sort of like if the robots take over Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Programming would be good. Maybe. That wasn't any of our options, though. If this were the Hunger Games, I'd be like, oh, yeah, because they use programming to, like, help them in the Hunger Games. But, like, if the volcano sends us into a nuclear winter, that's... <laughs> it's very true. I agree. I agree. So, like, great physical strength, because <laughs> obviously I've already got that. So, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a How did I know you would pick that one? Come on. What about you, Maggie? I think I would like the knowledge of medicinal herbs. That one was my first instinct as well, because you know you gotta have that catnip, but you know, just just for the sake of experimentation, I'll go with engineering because it might be useful to be able to help build and design things That's to true. help us That's survive. True. And to keep the zombies out. Mm-hmm. If there are zombies. True. What would be the most valuable thing you'd bring to a group? Before you read these, mm-hmm. I'm looking at these, and I think it is a very clear answer for all of us. So I want the people at home listening to hear these and automatically assume what we will all pick. Because to <laughs> me, at least, it is a very clear choice for all three of us. <laughs> all right. Mm. Option one. 
my physical strength. Hmm. Option two, my ability to lift everyone's spirit and morale. Hmm. Option three, I'd be able to forage for food. And option four, I'm a good leader. Hmm. Hmm. Decisions, decisions. I mean. Maggie. Oh, as much as I think that I would be good at foraging for food, I think it's obvious my ability to lift everyone's spirit and morale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What What about you? What about you, Allie? Yeah, Allie. I mean, I'm such a leader, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's not even a question about it. And we all know that Tom is boss with his strength. I'm so buff. <laughs> all right. I think this might be the last question, y'all. Which of these thoughts will keep you going in the darkest of nights? The possibility of making a new start and not repeating old mistakes as a species, which, I mean, like, we haven't made any mistakes. Cats are brilliant. Dogs are like, okay, Maggie's brilliant. but Thank you. You you know, like, okay. Anyway, so that's option one. I will have no thoughts, only the primal will to survive. The need to provide for my partner and children. And last but not least, I don't know if there is anything that would keep me going. That's dark. Mm. This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Y'all go first. I'm, 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 I'm torn. I'm like Natalie Ambruglia. I'm torn. I'm also naked on the floor, but that's a different story. I mean, you found that sunny spot. You got to go with it. Roll around, get your junk out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do you. All right. Well, I'm, I feel like I could go for any one of these, but I'm going to say because I know that my species hasn't made mistakes, I'm going to say I will have no thoughts, only the primal will to survive. Mm -hmm. What about y'all? I think it would be, I liked that one too, but I think it would be the need to provide for my partner and my children, except instead of a partner and children, it would be the goddess and you two. Oh. Mine will also be no thoughts, primal urge to live and to kill any sort of avian species that comes across my path nice all right so what results did you get what'd you get maggie oh things are looking good for doggo i got 40 years oh Ooh. it's really good it says you're ruthless and you'll be one of the last few standing You'll live long enough to weather the tragedy and start repopulating the earth. This time, hopefully not repeating the mistakes that brought about the tragedy. Nice. How about you, Tom? I don't agree with my results. Throwing that out there. What'd you get? I would survive for three months. Hey! Oh, no, Tom! You'll live through the disaster. 
but the immediate and bloody aftermath will quickly take its toll on you. I dare you. The, the lucky thing is that you won't actually get to see when things get really bad. <laughs> so what's funny about this is that when I was looking for just the right apocalypse quiz for this episode, I took this quiz and the first time around, I also got 40 years, 40, not four. But this time around, I got three months. And <laughs> I personally think that they could both be accurate. It's interesting, in- interesting. Also interesting to me that, you know, you won't actually get to see when things get really bad. Cat Lady started listening to a podcast recently that is called Hello Out There. And it's about a teenage girl and her kidnapped plant who are navigating a post-apocalyptic landscape after she's been in a bunker with her scientist parents for like 10 years. But Cat Lady is not that far in. And already there have been multiple mentions of eating cats. And I'm like... Mm, I would not like to be on somebody's menu Mm. ever. I deserve to be at the top of the food chain. Thank you, because I'm a genius. So, yeah, I I was not – I'm not cool with only living three months. But I can also kind of see it because shit happens. So I have a question for y'all. What kind of a couple – Acopolypse. What's an apocalypse? What kind of apocalypse are you most afraid of and why? I mean, the the climate disaster as it stands is just kind of like it's the sort of Damocles that's hanging over our head. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like the slow, inevitable buildup to that point. Mm-hmm. that already scares me so much. Mm-hmm. So like, I think anything of a similar nature where it's like, there's a timeline or like a certain like extended amount of time where everything is like, like if there was like a meteor that was on its way to earth and would destroy us, it's like, but it will be here in two years. I'd be like, so I have to worry about this thing for two years before, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's that movie with uh, Elijah Wood from the nineties with the meteor. Deep impact. Mm. I'd be like, I'm out. Take me out now. I don't want to wait. I'm not about it. It's not happening. If I were a human, my response just now would have been like, Elijah Wood could make a deep impact on me. (laughs) So inappropriate. I'm sorry for objectifying you poor human man, Elijah Wood. But Is Elijah Wood hot? I mean, I'm a cat, and I like the look of him. I know Cat Lady likes the look of him. It's something about he looks like he could be really, really nice or a lot of trouble, and you just don't know. That's valid. But also hobbits, (laughs) because hobbits. What about you, Maggie? Is there an apocalypse scenario that scares you 
more than any others? Mm. I think zombies are kind of scary because I like people and I like new friends Mm -hmm. and the idea that someone could be dangerous uh, doesn't really compute. And I feel like I might try to go make friends and get eaten. And then like in that movie with Will Smith, uh, then someone, then the goddess would have to shoot me. And that would just be really sad and i don't like it that was sad i always get super mad whenever i see animals tokenized in such a way in movies like that and and just used as tropes to break people's hearts like it's not heartbreaking enough let's kill this poor dog don't watch the devil all the time on netflix noted i think there's a website that's like called the dog dies or something like that (laughs) and it'll tell you any movie where that happens so you can know about it avoid it like the plague to either avoid it or be prepared for it it does the dog die.com crowdsourced and with no spoilers for movies tvs books and more there are also 70 plus categories people getting hit by cars shaving or cutting amputation mental institutions drug use Santa is a spoiler? Okay, this is too much. Okay, but why do we need trigger warnings for people getting hurt? Nobody cares about people getting hurt in movies. They care about the animals. Am I right? I mean, I guess it depends on the person. There's there's a one of Cat Lady's people, <laughs> one of Cat Lady's friends has a fake eye, and he can't watch anything with like eye stuff in movies because it makes him freak out. I'm joking. <laughs> I just wanted to engage your reaction. No, it's not me. I was so, I was like racking my brain, like, who does Cat Lady know with the fake eye, and how did do we not know that story? I guess if you know you got hit by a car and got seriously injured, you probably wouldn't want to watch somebody else get hit by a car. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I suppose. So, okay, what kind of weapons you know if you if you were human and you were to find yourself in some sort of post-apocalyptic wasteland what kind of weapons would you want i think i would want like a bow and arrow something that i could have range and not have to be up close to things Mm. i think i would also want uh like a big stick or something for whacking if things did get up close speak softly and carry a big stick something like that yeah i you know i'd want something i and i'm drawing my inspiration from negan from the walking dead it's like i want something that's functional but also like kind of iconic Mm -hmm. so like baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire like extremely functional Mm -hmm. multi multi multi-purpose very unique so i'd want like i don't know like a like a battle axe that's also a shotgun that's also a grenade that's also a like a gatling gun or something need a sick combo what's a gatling gun oh it's like a 
like a like. Is it you like know, one of the ones that like Elmer Fudd had? Yeah. I can't make that sound. Like a like a cotton candy. Ah. Like okay. a automatic kind of weapon. What about you, Allie? What you thinking? Mm, I think while it is tempting to have something with longer range, like crossbow or bow and arrow, I don't know that I would have the time or the fortitude to develop my archery skills. Although thinking about it, it would probably be wise because you could also hunt with it. Mm -hmm. So hmm, that's a hard one. Can I just have, yeah, I would be torn between that and like a really good well balanced sword, I think. Yeah. What's the best kind of sword? Ooh. Again, I'm I'm drawing my inspiration from The Walking Dead and I like automatically want to go to a samurai sword, but like I think the Schwartz from Spaceballs is the best kind of sword. It's like a lightsaber, but you operate it from your crotch. <laughs> Perfect. I see I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Let's see how well you handle it. <laughs> that movie is so good. Do you have any favorite like apocalyptic when like early 2010s there was a lot of like post-apocalyptic media. I'm glad we've kind of moved past that trend. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It was there's so much. It's too much. Do you think it could be thought of as a social commentary on people's anxieties at the time? Just, you know. No, I, I probably part of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have, I would have just based on like events in the world, I would expect that to be more of a thing now than it would have been like 10-ish years ago, but I also don't remember exactly what would have been like, what that would have been a closer allegory to a decade ago, other than like, I don't know, like a nuclear war. I mean, we were just kittens, so it's hard to remember that far back. So tough. So tough. What do you think, Maggie? Mm, I don't know, because we've always kind of had media like this um you know there's been zombie movies for a long time and survival movies of different sorts i was just reminded today about Shaun of the dead and that's a fun one that movie is brilliant it's very good and the goddess and i used to watch it a lot and uh for a long time i know that she would um, any room that she was in, she would plan her escape for if zombies infiltrated. Mm-hmm. She would look around and say, okay, what are my exits? And what could I use as a weapon? And uh, what would I grab for um, survival stuff to take with me? All valid questions. Do y'all remember the song... 
it goes, it's the end of the world as we know it. Mm -hmm. It's the end. So let's greet. It starts with an earthquake. earthquake, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not not afraid. afraid. I don't want to break copyright. But I have the hurricane. Listen to yourself, Taryn. I don't know the rest of. I know the little bit. That of is it. very impressive, Tom. Does it actually say Lenny Bruce is not afraid, or does it say? Uh-huh. One of those misheard lyrics. I think it's yeah. Because I doesn't it just go think... Leonard Bernstein at some point, or did I make that yeah, up? Then, yeah, it's in the second verse. It's like. uh Six Leonard Bernstein, Leonard Brezef, Lenny Bruce, and Lester Bangs. Oh, Lester Bangs. Yeah. Is that a type of bang? Like, uh, like is the, it a euphemism? Or is Lester a person? <laughs> he's doing some banging. I am opting for the latter. It's a, but it's, it's a guy named Lester Bangs. Lester Bangs. Wait, what were the lyrics that we thought they were? Bo- oh, there is the bit. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Mm-hmm. So I knew it's, it. it's both. It's both. I was going to be so weirded out if it had just just been Lenny Bruce and Lester Bangs, and I had thought it was Lenny Bruce is not afraid all this time. Lenny Bruce and Lester Bangs. <laughs> Huge sigh of relief. Am I right? Anyway. Anyways. Any who'll be. Any who's. I feel like we've covered a lot tonight. How do y'all feel? Yeah, it's a wide, wide gamut tonight. Mm, nice big word, Dom. Well, shall we let folks go? Let's do it. Do it to it. Tootin' fruitin'. And before you go, you should know that you can follow us on Instagram. And I was scrolling today and into stories. There were so many kittens. And they were playing, and they were bouncing, and I'm getting off track. But the thing is, you can follow us on Instagram, and we share lots of cool stuff, and you would like it. So follow us on Instagram. Yes. At Podcatsters, and the link is in the show notes. Thanks, Maggie. And those kittens that you mentioned are actually rescue kitties with Positive Karma Rescue, who are very dear to Cat Lady's heart. And you can also find information about them in the show notes and our Instagram bio. You can call in or email podcasters at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-T-S-T-E-R-S, podcatsters at gmail.com with any questions or problems you have. Because remember, the only acceptable cat call is one you make to the podcasters. Oh, yeah. It's very true. (laughs) It's very true. And you should check out our merch on Redbubble. The link is in the show notes. Redbubble. Huzzah! And last but not least, listeners, you know what's coming. We are a new podcast. We are trying to grow. If you would like to help us to do that, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. And when you do so, Tomcat will read your words back to you in his very best only feline's voice, like so. How mechanical rubber goods are made. 
first published in the Scientific American Supplement on February 13th, 1892. After the mixing of the compound and the calendaring, that is the spreading in its sheets, the great roll of rubber and cloth that is to be made into corrugated matting is sent to the pressman. Here it is hung in a rack and 15 or 20 feet of it drawn between the plates of huge hydraulic steam presses. The bottom plate of this press is groped into its... Fuck off, Charles! What a dick! I have no idea what any of what you just said was. Do you? <laughs> I, I googled uh, things to read and, and Google automated it when you're trying to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and, okay, so Tom, you're going to read me a bedtime story tonight because that was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Did that sound like, I don't know, I give up. <laughs> Tom, I didn't know you could speak whale. <laughs> that was my impression of a didgeridoo. I you know, I wonder what the I wonder what that was in whale. Like and rate for five stars. Send in your information to the podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>